to be here. In fact, it's a great honor to be here. Mary and I love this church. I've hosted many construction teams and ministry teams over 46 years of missionary ministry. I've never hosted a team better than the teams that Kingwood sends to Honduras. They're absolutely the best. That's where you're supposed to applause. Thank you, Pastor Jay. God bless you. We love you. Pastor Clark, uh, I love this guy, love his family. We've really gotten close to each other in the last five years, and he's coming back in just a few days, a few weeks, uh, with another team. And uh, I have a special place in my heart for him because his dad has a special place in my heart. He helped me build a number of churches back when he was pastor at Tuscaloosa first. And Pastor Clark was just a little fellow. It's good, it's good to have had the opportunity to minister and work with him. I want to talk with you this morning about three chapters in the book of Acts. I will not read any particular verse, but Acts chapter 8, 9, and 10, you will find three conversions. The Ethiopian eunuch, Saul, and Cornelius. They all were sinners. They all had great needs, but they were all different. The eunuch was very wealthy. Saul was a philosopher, very educated, with the equivalency of two doctorates. Cornelius, a military man, a power man. They were all led to the Lord by three different people. Those three conversions represented at that time the then known world. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem went to Africa. Ham went to the Middle East. Japheth went to Europe. Therefore, the eunuch from Africa, Saul from the Middle East, and the centurion from Europe. The main thing, they all needed Christ. I'm talking to you this morning about the power of one. The power of one. Who led the eunuch to Christ? Philip. Who led Saul to Christ? Basically, Ananias. Who led the centurion to Christ, Peter. So you have a deacon, you have a layman, and you have a preacher leading these three representatives of the world to Jesus Christ. 
we need to realize, my friends, the power that one person has. When we stand before the Lord, we're going to stand before him as one person. God calls us as individuals. We have individual groups. We have one family. We have one couple. We have one ladies group. We have one men's group. We have one church. The power of one. God wants to use all of us. I was raised in a little town called Hartford, Alabama. Does anyone know where Hartford, Alabama is? Has anyone ever heard of Hartford, Alabama? Well, it's down close to Dothan. And uh, I think I saw a couple of hands raised. But in a broken home, my father was the worst of alcoholics. When I was 12 years old, he said bye and left my mom with six kids. My mom turned to Christ. She put us in church, a little small church in Hartford, Alabama. And as a teenager there, the poorest people on the block and probably the poorest, poorest people in the town, God saw a young, skinny teenager and called him into ministry. Just a few miles from here in Oak Mountain State Park, God called that teenager to be a missionary. That teenager had no idea that he could ever be anything of that nature. And most of the people in my home church had no idea. But you hear me this morning, friends. God can take one person and use that person to change the world. You give me one person who has heard from God and I'll give you one person that will make a difference in the world. One person. That one person has to be available, just like Philip was, a deacon in the church. That one person has to be dispensable, just like Ananias was. He didn't particularly want to go lay hands on Saul because he had heard what Saul was doing. But he heard from God. He went, he laid hands on him, and Saul could see, and that started his ministry to the Gentile world. Peter didn't really want to go to Cornelius' house. They were Gentiles. But Peter was adaptable. He heard from God. And when you hear from God, friends, you have to do something. You have to respond. You have to go. You can't hold back. You have to let God do what he wants to do through you. But Pastor Bill, I'm not able. All of us are able when we hear from God and are available, dispensable, and adaptable. God can use us all. When these 18 
gang members came into our church on a Sunday morning. They came in dressed just like they were dressed on the streets. Their shorts, tank tops, tattooed all over. People don't understand that in Honduras, every tattoo represents something. You have to earn your tattoos. It disturbs me every time I see professional basketball and tattoos everywhere. People don't think about it, but in Honduras, to get a certain tattoo, you have to kill so many people. Or you have to do so many robberies. Every tattoo is earned. 18 gang members came and sat in one row in our church. They had naked babies with them from the ones that were married. They, they took the babies to our nursery and uh, checked them into our nursery. And uh, everybody w was somewhat concerned, especially those that sat nearby, because everybody in the church has been affected by the gang members. <coughs> I noticed as I was preaching that day that uh, everybody sitting around those gang members had one hand raised worshiping God and the other hand on their billfold and purse. <laughs> on Monday morning, I didn't know what was going on either, so on Monday morning at our staff meeting, I asked, what, what was this deal with these gangs yesterday? And, and one of the pastors said, Pastor Bill, I'm sorry we didn't tell you. He said, some of our young people led them to the Lord in downtown Tegucigalpa uh, Saturday, and that's why they came to church on Monday. And I said, well, praise God, that's great. And uh, one of the other pastors said, but, but we've got a problem. Their, their babies are dirty and they're naked and they're bringing them to our nursery and, and some of our people are checking their babies in all nice and neat and clean and, and their concerns, so what are we gonna do? I got real spiritual. I said, we're going to bathe them and put clothes on them and love them to Jesus. That's when we started Teen Challenge. It's been one of the most difficult ministries of our ministry, Teen Challenge. We've had to break up machete fights. Most of our Teen Challengers come from gangs. We're the only group in the country that are uh, taking gang members out of the gangs and changing their lives. We'll have anywhere from 100 to 165 to 70 Teen Challengers in our Teen Challenge campus at any given time. And you've never been in church until you've been in church at Teen Challenge. They have church. And you know how much food 170 guys can eat a day? It's a lot. We started looking for land for Teen Challenge, and it took us over a year to fall, but we, we found a piece of land, 120 acres for $120,000. The lady is 25 miles outside of town. That's where your teens come every time they come to that, that camp area, 120 acres. And uh, uh, the lady said, if you'll give me $30,000 down, she said, I'll finance the rest of it for you without any interest. Well, the, the good part about that is at that time, interest was 44% in Honduras. So we, we said, that, that's what we want to do. The problem was I didn't have $30,000. But you know, just a few days later, my phone rang, and one man 
said, Bill, I hear you're trying to buy some Teen Challenge land. He said, yes. He said, I hear you need $30,000. I said, yes. He said, I'm going to send it to you tomorrow. You'll give him a praise offering. I'm talking about the power of one. The power of one. I was preaching not far from here before we had our first team to, fill our, to build our first building on that 120 acres. They were coming the first day of August. It was, <coughs> uh, it was uh, the weekend, the 4th of July weekend. I was preaching in a church not far from here. We needed $25,000 to bring the electricity from the highway to the Teen Challenge property. I didn't have $25,000. I preached that morning. I just mentioned people pray with us. They had already taken the offering, so I wasn't trying to pull more money from them. I said, pray with us. We need $25,000 now because we have teams coming. We're not going to have power on the site. And, and uh, I finished preaching, uh, uh, came off the platform. The pastor had already taken a missions offering. And as I was walking off the platform, a man in a black suit came walking down the center aisle, and he came up on the platform, and uh, I was a little concerned because I'd never seen him there. I preached in that church many times, but he, he walked up and introduced himself to the pastor. He said, Pastor, I'm a businessman from Birmingham. I'm on my way to, to do some business, and I saw your church. I wanted to be in service. I heard the missionary preach. He said, how much money was in that missionary offering? <coughs> pastor said, I don't know. We haven't counted it yet. A little bit disturbed that the guy would even be asking him. He said, but pastor, you need to count. He said, we do that later. The guy said, but you don't understand, pastor. He said, I need to know how much money was in that missionary offering because everything locking up to the $25,000 that the missionary needs to bring the electricity to the site. He said, I'm going to give it this morning, pastor. You guys go count that offering, would you please? They came back and said, Pastor, it's between five and $6,000 in that offering. The guy heard him. He sat down on the front row right there, wrote a check out for $20,000, gave it to the pastor and said, bye, and we haven't seen him since. I'm talking about the power of one. God can use us, my friends. He's dealing with people. You, you know, one of the great things about this church is you always come with such a wonderful group of people that never complain. And several of them have been to me talking about how God is dealing with their lives. God's calling them to, to do this or to that. And man, that turns me on. Because when you hear from God and you're available and you're dispensable and you're adaptable, God can use you in a very, very special way. We have one of our other campuses in a gang-infected area. I, I don't even go there without protection. We, we have bypassed kidnaps there by going in and somebody telling us they're waiting on you. You have to go out a different way. But some of the city workers were there on that particular Saturday. One of the ladies that was with the, that team of workers had dental problems, and her tooth began to hurt severely. 
And she, she told the leader of their team, her boss, she said, I, I've just got to go home. I've got to find some help for my, my tooth. And one of the people who lived there where they were working heard what she said. And, and she told us, she said, ma'am, you know, just around the corner down there is the church, and the church has a dental clinic in it. She went around to our dental clinic. Our dentist there was received her. We never received him without praying with him. They had prayer there in the reception area. Then she took her back to the dental chair, and uh, she said, now show me which of your teeth is hurting. And the lady pointed it out. The dentist checked it out real well. And she said, ma'am, it can't be that tooth. That tooth has just been recently filled with gold. The lady said, oh, no, that's not possible. You're the first dentist I've ever visited. The lady was in our church the next day. When you hear from God, listen to me, young people. God wants to use you. Listen to me, mom and dad. God wants to use you. Listen to me, abuelos, grandparents. God wants to use you. Listen to me, pastors. God wants to use you. Hallelujah. Our work's not finished, friends. Our work's not finished. I look around, I look at our church in Honduras. We've worked so hard, you hear about how wonderful it is, the great number of people we have. We don't tell you about the giants that we've slain to get where we are. Are you listening to me? Sometimes it's been rough. Sometimes our back has been against the wall. Sometimes we've said, God, I'm ready just to throw in the towel. A couple of times I've driven out of Honduras saying, God, take me somewhere else. I can't handle this anymore. Oh, but no, Pastor Bill, you, you, you're, no, I'm just like you, folk. Say, God, I can't take it anymore. But when the back's against the wall and you can look back and you can point to the moment that God said, go. Nothing else matters. Hallelujah. I was preaching for Carl Stevens in Faith Assembly not too awfully long ago. I don't know why he said this, but he said, Bill, he said, do you know what I like about you? I said, no, I didn't know you'd like something about me. <laughs> he said, what I like about you, you have never let finances stop you. Do you hear me? I haven't. Because 46 years ago, as a skinny teenager at Oak Mountain State Park, whichever way it is, <laughs> God called me. I wish I had time to tell you about that calling because it was a powerful experience. I didn't get to my room till 3 o'clock in the morning. I was the only one left in the chapel there. Everybody else gone. Either. Even my best buddies had gone to bed. I was there by myself. Slain in the spirit. God talking to me. 
And me saying, God, I can't do that. I, I don't know anything about missions. I, I, I don't know much about budgets or anything. I can't raise any funds. And that night, 46 years ago, I made a contract with God that I don't recommend you do that. But I said, God, I will be available. I will be dispensable. And I'll be adaptable. The financial side belongs to you. I said, God, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm yours. Hear me, friends. God's been dealing with some of you about ministry. He wants to use you. He wants your availability. He wants your dispensability. He wants your adaptability. He wants you, the power of one that has heard from God, and we can and we will make a difference. <coughs> the one little guy that the film featured, Miguel Montoya, who is now the senior pastor at the Evangelistic Center. He's, he's my adopted son. I hired him as a gopher 21 years ago. $150 a month. I tried him as a youth pastor, didn't make it. I tried him as a music director, didn't make it. Every position you can think of, he didn't work out. But God said, Bill, he's available. He's dispensable. He's adaptable. He's trainable. Stick with him. Stick with him. Stick with him. Today, he pastors a church of over 12,000 people. Listen to me. Listen to me. The power of one. One person yielded to Christ. God wants to use you. Would you stand with me? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. In all my 46 years of ministry, I've never worked with a church like Kingswood. I've never worked with pastors like your pastor and like, like Clark, Pastor Clark. He, he's the most organized man I've ever seen. It makes me sick. He makes my job so easy. I'm jealous. I'm, I'm honestly jealous. I confess it. God forgive me. I'm jealous. But what, just, what has really touched my heart is the availability of your people. When they come, man, there's, there's no fussing. There's no fighting. There's no dissension. Everybody doing their job. And you see that God's hand is on their lives. Wanting to use them. And I feel like God's speaking to some this morning about ministry. Number one is a missionary. Young people, we need you. Mom and Dad, we need your kids. We need you. God needs you in the ministry. All three 
Philip, Ananias, and Peter, they all heard from God, and that same God is speaking this morning. Those of you that feel, Pastor Bill, I feel like God has his hand on my life and he wants to use me in ministry, either as a missionary or a pastor, as an evangelist. In some way, I would, I'd like for you to come right now and meet me down front right here. My wife Mary's going to be here. Just come, stand with me. You know, there's one ministry, one of my vision, one, one part of my vision that has not been fulfilled. And I'm hanging on. It's going to happen. And that is a ladies' teen challenge for Honduras. It hasn't happened yet. Our church is spending $31,000 a month for land right now. We just don't have the money to underwrite another ministry right now. And God says, Bill, when did you let that stop you? Never has before. Anybody else that would just be honest, Pastor Bill, I feel like God's calling me to some kind of ministry. Just come on, don't, don't be embarrassed. You say, but I'm just one. I'm not capable. Maybe you're not, but God is. That's right, young people. God bless your heart. God bless you. Just, just keep coming. There's still some... There's still some more. God's got his hand on your life. I, I'm not here by accident today. I'm not here to just pass time. God has a reason for this. Just, just come on up. Come on up. Pastor, I'm going to ask you to come. Keep coming. Mary, would you come and Mari, por favor, venga a orar por estos. Pastor, God bless you. Could I have um, our some of our prayer team are ready? Would you, prayer team, would you come? You, you guys come on and scoot up. Come on, scoot up. Prayer team, would you come and begin to make your way through and, um, and pray for these? Th this is a very special moment. I remember um, the night God called me. And you never know never know. You can't look at anybody. You can't size someone up because of their education or their background or their personality or anything else and decide what God's going to do with them. You never know. But um, if God's calling you, one more time, anybody else, you feel a call to ministry. We wanted to have this moment because we knew with Pastor Bill and Mary here, this would be they are such shining examples of what God can do with one person. And so if you feel a call, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It just doesn't matter. If you feel called, and I want you to respond to this, to this time. We want to pray for you. Our prayer team, prayer team, just continue to make your way through this, uh, this group. Let's just pray and ask the Lord to seal in our heart what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. As, as these all are praying, um, I, I want to have a couple of minutes uh, to, to talk to the rest of us. So 
I believe that all Christians are called to make a difference. Do you believe that? Here's kind of how this works. The people that God calls to ministry, God calls everybody to ministry. So as Pastor Bill said, whether you're a parent or a stay-at-home mom or a school teacher or wherever you are, God has called you there. Right? Whatever your job is, whatever your neighborhood is, whatever your friendship circle is, whatever your family is, God has called you there. He's called you there to make a difference. And He's also called you to send these. Because they, people who go into ministry don't have the ability to send themselves. And so God has called you to, to send them. And here's how we do that. Um, if, you, if you'll take your, the info guide that we gave you, would you just hold it up and let me see that you got it? Hold that info guide up. Hold that info guide up. Let me see it. Just wave it at me if you got it. Okay, on the back, there's, a, there's an opportunity for you to make a commitment to send missionaries, okay? And so one day, some of these folks are going to be on stage with me and we're going to be interviewing them and you're going to say, hey, do you remember when? Do you remember that time God called them? That's how all of this works. And so I want to give you an opportunity today to send missionaries. Those 100 missionaries that we've been supporting, this is your opportunity, our opportunity to send them. So do this for me. If you already give to missions... Would you just write your name and the amount that you give and just remind us, remind your own heart, this is my intention. I want to continue to send missionaries. If you want to update that commitment, maybe you want to increase it, well, that will help us to continue to send these 100 missionaries. Maybe you've never given to missions before, and we want to invite you today to say, this is, we do this kind of once a year. So this is our opportunity to say, hey, I want to give $15 or $25 or whatever, $50, $100 a month to missions. As long as my wife and I have been married, we've given to missionaries. We've always sent missionaries. Uh, it, it's part of the Great Commission for us. We can't all go, but we can all send. And so if you would today, would you take a minute, fill that out, in just a minute, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what to do with it. But if you'll take a minute, put your name, email, and just state your intention. What that's going to do is it's going to give us an opportunity to continue to send the missionaries that we're sending. Okay? So, very important. It's very important. If you're not called to ministry in the way these are, you are called to send them. And then we're all called to wherever God has us. So take a minute and just say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? As Pastor Bill said, available, dispensable, flexible, adaptable. God, instruct our hearts what our part is, the power of one. Each one of us, what is our part today? Instruct us and help us to know what to do. We thank you for it. If you're, if you're a guest today, man, we're so glad that you came and we're part of this. And we're, we're not asking you to, to give in any way. We just, 
we just want you to know as a church, we are 100% committed to reaching the world for Jesus. So um, we thank you for being here for all of our family. If you think the world needs to hear the message of Jesus, here's your opportunity to make a difference. Here's how you can do it. Tear it off. In just a minute, I'm going to dismiss you. And by every door, there's an usher with a big bucket. You can just drop it in there on your way out today. Would you just, would you just, um, if you have your commitment or your info guide or whatever, would you just lift your hand now and let's pray today a prayer, a prayer of commission. Lord, today we receive the commission that you've given us. We receive the call that you've put on our life. And Lord, we state we want to be um, adaptable and responsive and available to you. Send us in the world to do your work. In Jesus' name. Hey, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here today.